I think it's, I actually have a super important, important, exciting announcement before we say anything else. I will not allow any other information before this, uh, this very important piece of information. Megan graduated. Hooray. Congratulations. I did. Oh, are, we, are we officially in the show now? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Okay. I graduated and welcome to Second Watch. <laughs> welcome to Second Watch. <laughs> Yay. I'm I'm your fighter. Yeah. I'm Megan Dornbrack, and I'm super sick. Sorry. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, I'm Alex. I'm your bard, and uh, I'm feeling terrific. Uh, I'm Pranks. I'm your rogue, and I'm feeling Deese, you know? Yeah. Excellent. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um. I did. I did graduate. We're just gonna do a scry and buy it. I'm gonna tell you my scry right now because Alex started it. Um, yeah. And that, the this thing that I've been talking about for months and probably years even. Um, <laughs> I did it. I did my thesis. It's out. People have seen it and they don't hate it and it's amazing and I'm super overwhelmed by that. Uh, and I'm I'm excited to like keep working on it and making it better. Um, and that's cool. And I... It's really cute. Thank you. Oh, that's I, right. I played, I played the, demo. the trailer Alex, looks so good. Alex is a voice in the demo version of this game. She is our uh, Virgo. Yeah. And she does an, an amazing job. Thank you. Uh, it's, it's real, real good. And... um. And yeah, I know it's it's a little weird because uh, I've, I've done the school thing a couple times. And so it was interesting to go to graduation and to, to be around all the like the young 20 somethings who this is like, they, they just, they're, they just finished college and it's amazing in this bright new world that they're going into and, and high school is still so close behind them and things like that. And it's like, Oh, right. This is like a big deal. Um, this is, this is like important. Those wee babs. They're, they're so tiny and good and cute and I love them. And I'm so glad that like, I got to meet all of them. They're so talented and smart and cool. Um, and yeah, and it's and it's it's easy for me to go like, oh, I've done this this before. This isn't a big deal. But like, it kind of hit me the other day that I finally have a degree in the thing that I want. Oh, that's so awesome! Yeah, that's really special. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Thanks, guys. So what uh, what have you been up to? Um, let's start with pranks because he's like the new person on. Yeah, yeah we got pranks uh, on this week, this month, this year, whatever. Uh, I'll be Jim McClure this this year, this month, mm. this show, this show. Uh, yeah, I guess I joined the One Shot Network. That's like a pretty big thing that happened. Yeah, um, congratulations! So thank you. Uh, it's uh, it's. I guess we announced it in October, and then like we've been producing it for a very long time. And the uh, you know, we had some other stuff to work out behind the scenes, and I feel like. I'm glad that the network handled it the way it did. Um, you know, James and Kat are good friends of mine, but it was also important to us to be very transparent about the investigation and everything that happened. And I'm really excited to be actually releasing episodes, which are happening so fast. It's it's so fast. <laughs> I can't believe how quickly production happens because this is in between. It's a, it's a production schedule in between Never Tell Me the Pods mm-hmm. and um, like other shows mm-hmm. because we record like three or four hours of audio like on one day, like on one weekend. Mm-hmm. So it feels like there's this huge big bomb of content and prep and then the recording happens and then it's sort of doled out over several weeks. So it's just so weird that it's like sort of start and stop because it's bi-weekly. Like I wouldn't have had time to do a weekly um, mm. show what with everything else going on but it's uh it's been wacky and I, I'm so glad that Pokemon was the first thing we started with because I was frankly pretty nervous about like you know starting an actual play on this network uh which has such high standards for everything and uh luckily James and Kat and Johnny were on my first show and sort of completely stole the show and uh mm-hmm. 
you know, made it made it very easily and very painless. But yeah, uh, that's the major event for me, I guess, is is uh, is being on one shot and being on this podcast now. Oh, that's so good. Oh, that's very exciting. I love yeah, it. I, yeah, enthusiasm and newness and cool projects. Yeah, there's a lot happening on the network right now. Oh, yeah. And it, and as in, uh, I used to be an outside observer of what was going on the network, and I would talk to James and Kata's friends about what's happening. And now it's so weird to be uh, like past that veil or that jello barrier, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. It's it's weird. You know, being on the Slack is weird. Mm-hmm. Planning Gen Con events is weird, man. Yeah, yeah. right. Welcome to this side of the membrane. <laughs> yeah. It's- it's a little goopy. It is. A little, a little sticky. <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's okay. That's how we like it. Oh. I could not imagine doing a weekly show. I don't know how James and Kat do it. It's n- uh, And he learns, James learns a new system for every, like, new adventure. And I've been, I've learned three systems and I'm already furious about Yeah, that's, so. that's bananas. <laughs> oh. Oh. How about you, Alex? How about me? Oh my gosh. I got a lot going yeah. on. You got a new job. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Well, oh, congratulations. We thank you. Yeah. So I um, yeah. I I quit my like cushy office job, mm-hmm. and I am now like freelancing and working for like two different companies on the reg and a bunch of other stuff besides. I have time to more time to devote to the show. I get to like write and oh, publish. That's awesome. Like it's. Yeah, my life is, like, totally bonkers. And I feel like just over the past, like, cause I, let me think, I left my old job at the end of February, and I kind of feel like just in the last month or two, I've actually started to figure out, like, how how do I do this? Oh, I <laughs> know. <laughs> like, how do I schedule my life? And, like, and like, um, what, what's my balance of, like, various things? And where do I go? And what do I do? And how much time do I need for lunch? How much sleep do I actually need? <laughs> Is it um, weird having to gauge, like, two jobs in terms of, like, trying to figure out how many hours per day to devote to them? Um, no, I mean, we have pretty clear agreements in both of those cases. I do production assistance for both Pelgrim Press and Bully Pulpit, mm-hmm. and we both have, like, totally separate agreements that are kind of hourly-ish. Um, oh, okay. But, uh, but yeah, but it's... Um, it's funny because in both of those cases, like everybody's on Slack, like everything's like twenty four hours, and <laughs> mm-hmm. especially like, especially with Bully Pulpit because they're just like three guys and they're my pals and I love them, and so we're just like talking on the Slack all the time, and I'm like, nice. how much of this is billable? Is it billable? <laughs> like a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, you're speaking my language now. Mm. The, the treadmill of figuring out what is and isn't billable is always fun. Yeah, that's neat. So I'm I'm having fun with it. I'm really enjoying myself a lot. And and uh, I've been working on tension in a like a yes. serious way. I'm so excited. This is my two player game um, that started out as a hack of dread, but now it's just the Jenga based game of Forbidden Love. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like an idea that I've had for years, and now I'm working on it with Jason. Uh, Jason Morningstar from Bully Pulpit mm-hmm. and they're like oh we maybe might publish this and we'll like kind of help oh, you wow. develop it that's stuff. so exciting and, yeah I know I know I know I almost feel weird saying that in like a semi-public way but it's all just kind of like maybe at this point and we're mm-hmm. kind of just like playing with it or whatever and mm-hmm. you know but it, like right now it's out with people who have offered to play test it for me Ooh. and they just have it and I'm waiting for another like two weeks to even like ask them if they've done so and now I'm just turning into a skeleton <laughs> <laughs> have you been able to do any play tests yourself since metatopia 
Uh, yeah, I went to Breakout uh, mm. in Toronto in March, uh, which was a great trip. I had a really, really, really good time. I was a guest at Breakout, and they know how to run a convention. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like Dreamation North. If oh. anyone feels like coming to Canada, uh, yes. or Canadians feel like not leaving Canada, um, you should totally, totally, totally come to Breakout next year, because it was amazing. It was very good. It's, it's increasingly um, likely that I might be going to Canada in the near future. Yeah, yeah well... Come on down. It's a good time. And by down, I mean up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah so, so Breakout was awesome. And I did a couple of playtests there. And they were all very well received. So Awesome. Yeah. It was super fun. It was great. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so much. Oh, yeah. Scry and buy. What are people... Megan, do you have something? Um, I'm trying to think, like... What have I been able to buy lately that's been, like, fun? Uh, Oh, well, I guess it's been a while since we talked. So um, we got a Switch. So I got got Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, It has been really good. I I finally have had some time to play in the last couple weeks. And uh, it's a real cute game. It's real good. It just... Everything about it. I like it so much. It's... it's, um, like the open worldness about it and you can just sort of like wander around and explore and, and do things in whatever order you feel like. And um, like all that's really good and cute, but there's also these cutscenes that um, I'm finding, I really appreciate more and more now animation in video games, go figure. Mm-hmm. And they do a real good job. Um, and there's just like little, little things that they do with the characters with their movements that I'm, I'm just really enjoying. Um, and I, don't know how to like point at them like on Twitter. I'll have to find like gifs or, or something of the scenes I'm thinking of. But like, there's there's some really good moments that I, I like a lot. So there's um, you can actually replay <laughs> cutscenes. Yes, and then you could just stream those, I guess, or broadcast them. Right? Maybe. Doesn't the switch have a button for that? I, I don't know. I, don't know I, I have only played it in handheld mode. Um, oh, okay. Is it fun in handheld? I only played it in the big screen. Oh, uh, I am. I, I enjoy it mostly when I first started playing. Um, it was almost impossible. Like I have to mm-hmm. be and have like a, a pretty good day or in like really good lighting for me be, to be able to read most of what's happening on the screen. Um, mm-hmm. But I also like playing on our TV isn't super comfortable for me either, and I can't hook it up to my computer monitor. So um, it's it's really difficult, kind of uh, all the way around. And I, I have actually written to Nintendo to tell them to make their font bigger because oh, holy I'm crap. so glad you did that. Yeah. yeah. Good, yeah. I hope they're um, hearing that a lot. Because, like, there's really, like, font size yeah. and the ability to adjust it is just such an obvious thing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and for something like this where they're where they're wanting it to go from a big screen to a small screen, like, you need you need to either it's have so that important. as as an option or you need to make that an automatic adjustment that the that the game console makes like it's, it's bonkers yeah. to me um yeah so it's good i cannot read when they tell me what button to press for things but i have figured it out by now like mm-hmm. which ones do what um <laughs> so otherwise mm-hmm. it's really good uh, yeah um, that game is fantastic i bought it a few months like i bought it when it came out not knowing like whether i would have time or how much uh, what my job situation would be like mm-hmm. and uh god i played it so i played it so much and i i started cooking a lot of the recipes that link makes too as like a fun sort of activity oh yeah so i would like make mushroom stew and fish balls and like all the stuff that he makes in the game and then eat it and like it's such a weirdly relaxing game too yeah just like wandering around Mm -hmm. it's it's so rewarding my sister's been playing it a lot and 
she's been she's put a lot of hours into that and she's like oh yeah end game i don't know i spend most of my time cooking she's like it's a cooking simulator (laughs) it's so much fun it totally is like i am to the point where i could go and beat ganon i think like like that's Mm -hmm. the last thing i have on my main quest list but like i have at least 60 more shrines to find you know like i've got all those stupid little leaf korok guys like yeah yeah Yeah, exactly right like i could just wander around and look for them for the next 40 hours that's fine like the shrines are also like their own reward Mm -hmm. like you feel so good when you solve them yeah oh man there's one with these like swing things though that i will never be able to do and i'm mad about it like i just i do not have the dexterity for this but otherwise i'll get i'll get 119 shrines and then that one will just be the one i don't do (laughs) well you can cheat there are many ways to cheat Mm. in this that I found, like, weirdly, it's very sophisticated in terms of physics and chemistry stuff. Mm-hmm. So just tossing things on the ground and seeing what happens, I found, like, will unexpectedly solve a shrine when I had no idea that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, like, things explode of- or move around or freeze or catch on fire, and you had no idea they would do that. Yeah, like, there, I, I've been noticing there's a lot of people, um, like, doing shrines out of order and, like, figuring out ways to do them in ways that you're not supposed to mm-hmm. and, like... Um, I'm really, really into like really glitchy speed runs. Yeah. Like, I don't like watching speed runs when it's just the person doing it well. I don't like that. I like the ones where people are just like sliding across the floor <laughs> at like a thousand times speed and like backflipping backwards through a level into the end of the game. Yeah. Um, and I feel like um, Ocarina of Time has and so many of those. Were, were the, are, are like the pinnacle of that genre. Like I could just yes. watch those all day. Oh my God. And so now, I, what I'm most excited about Breath of the Wild is just that I'm going to get to watch more of those. Oh, There's so many yeah, people like... who like who accidentally like blow them. They'll blow themselves up so they're near dead. You know, they have like half a heart mm-hmm. left, and then they'll suddenly catch some air and float over the barrier that's right next to them. And they're not supposed to do that. They're not be able to, supposed to climb that surface. And mm-hmm. they do the shrine in like a second. By yeah, blowing themselves exactly. up. Okay. And I feel like there's a certain weird thing that can happen to a game when it's um, a certain level of complexity and there's just a critical mass of, like, number of people playing it. Yeah. Like, that's why the, the um, speed runs for Ocarina of Time are so sophisticated. It's just because, like, so many people are obsessed with that game. So I just can't believe what is going to happen to this game. Like, it's already so interesting. And, like, in 15 years, like, what are people going to be doing with it? And you're going to be able to yeah. find these just, like, wild videos on YouTube. Oh, man. oh I'm so excited now. I'm going to have to see if anybody yeah. has done that for this particular shrine. Or maybe. So this is why? Yeah, what have you bought? Anything fun? Anything cool? Yeah. Uh, I bought Overwatch recently. Ooh. Um, oh. Oh, I've fallen headlong into that fandom and that game. And uh, full disclosure, I didn't just buy Overwatch. I bought Overwatch a tiny Winston desk figurine mm. and a big stuffed Winston. Because so, I've become obsessed with this like ape who is a scientist. I, I love him to death. He's just a very compelling character to me. And now like I spend days off I have playing Overwatch with like Mel and other people who are online. And it's it's great. Oh, that's cool. So you play on, what are they on, PS4? Yeah, I play on PS4. Mm-hmm. And I did not expect... The reason it took me so long to get into Overwatch, people were telling me that I should do it because the lore is really great and it's a very uh, interesting and fun game. But I don't, I can't play shooters because yeah. I refuse to use any games that have guns in them or like force me to use guns. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't think I would be able to play Overwatch. Mm-hmm. But when uh, I went over to Mel's and played it a little bit, I saw that there are characters that just use hammers. And Winston has like okay. a weird Tesla coil, you know, mm-hmm. and like his fists. And like, I'm into that. I play him. I play like, um, 
I play Lucio, who basically just is like a DJ, mm-hmm. you know? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. And it's not like your classic, like, hyper-masculine, snipey, gun-type people. And so, like, I really appreciate that about Overwatch. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Oh. I, I also have not played it, um, and I forgot that there were male characters in it. Um, <laughs> I sort of thought that it was just just the lesbians. Yeah. Um, and, like, that's a game that... I don't really ever need to play. I just see the fan art on my Twitter mm-hmm. feed and I'm like, good. I'm glad <laughs> it exists. Yeah, same. Like, I, I am real, real bad at shooters, uh, but just like watching people enjoy it, you know, and like yeah. e- expressing that joy with fan art and with, you know, all the stuff that they put online. It's like, that's really cool. I'm really excited that it exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I hope that it's influential, like in terms of its art like art direction mm-hmm. like it has this incredible diversity of character design and really like meticulous detailed interesting character design and i i hope that we see a lot more of that from all kinds of other games including yeah, and if it, will play yeah and i want to see studios not just studios like blizzard which have the resources to do this other mm-hmm. studios to like to step up and and make games like overwatch mm-hmm. was it overwatch that had um they put out like their character designs Oh, you know, quite some time ago, and they got some feedback about like the the designs of the women, how they weren't very varied, and yeah. they went back and like addressed that. Like, was that yeah. over- okay? Because like that's really cool. I feel like they've been yeah. really thoughtful about this from the beginning and really open to feedback, which is mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. I think they're very engaged with the community too, which is nice. Yeah, Blizzard knows how to make games, you know. Yeah, I guess they do that. They um, make those games. What did you buy, Alex? Um. I, I'm in, like, a big, like, getting rid of stuff mode right now, mm. just for various reasons. And so I decided to bring a bunch of um, my old GBA games that I haven't played in, like, a long time. Uh, like what? The local... Oh, uh, what was in there? Obviously, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Those games are so good. Yeah, good oh. game. Good game. Uh, Golden Sun. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know, a couple of other ones. I also had, like, Final Fantasy III for the DS. Uh-huh. And I had I had Bomberman 64, despite not possessing an N64. <laughs> and I, I don't know, I just kind of had to look at, like, the likelihood of me possessing an N64 in the future. And, you know, I, I cast the bones on that one. It didn't look too good. <laughs> yeah, I so bought... I, I have We Love Katamari for that reason, despite not having a PS2. Like, We Love Katamari is a game I bought in college to play on my friend's PS2, and I love that game, mm-hmm. but I don't have a PS2, and it's unlikely I'll ever. Oh, no. Yeah, get and I once. think I was just keeping it because um, Bomberman is my son, and I love <laughs> him very much. Um, but I'm like, you know, I should just, like, commission some fan art of Bomberman and, like, frame it instead of having this N64 cartridge. <laughs> I think a Bomberman game is coming to Switch, actually. That's what I heard. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's out. I, oh, it, it is? I think I so, no yeah. Idea. They had a Bomberman launch title. I, I don't know if it's good or not. I, I really... only play Zelda, so... <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I only engage with the fairy uh-huh. boy. <laughs> Zelda, Animal Crossing, Dragon Age. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> well, so I... So I brought all these games to my local used game store, Microplay on Bank Street. What's up? You guys are very nice to mm-hmm. me. Um, and I, I like traded them in for store credit or whatever, and it turned out to be a lot because mm-hmm. my games were actually good games. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I'm going to get a new DS game. So I was posting on Twitter and like getting recommendations. And then I kind of just went with like the one of the recommendations that like I had heard the least about and had the most interesting art. And so I bought Etrian Odyssey 4. Hmm. And... It didn't last long. It's like it's like a dungeon crawler, like a JRPG 
very like not much story but very like fiddly sort of like make your party and and give them skills mm. and build their little things and get like all into that management kind of side of things mm -hmm. and it's very cute and nice to look at um but it was too hard and i gave up really fast and i was like i hate this like <laughs> it's one thing to be challenging but mm -hmm. i found it stressful like it it has this um like dungeon design where there are random encounters, but there are also like these huge giant monsters mm -hmm. that like you probably can't defeat. Like they show up on the map as like they're just around and mm. they can they move even while you're in battle and you can see them on the map getting closer to you while you're like fighting bad guys. Oh, that sounds stressful. Is it, yeah, I'm like, I don't need this in my life. I really Ugh. do not require this. So I'm going to bring it back, and I think I'm just going to get uh, Animal Crossing newly. Hell yes. God, that game is so good. Although I'm sure my town is I'm sure my town is a nightmarish wasteland now. <laughs> That's all right. Then, then you can get an achievement for pulling all the weeds. It's fine. <laughs> I just worry that if Rocky moves away, I will like be inconsolable. Like, I care more about that rhino than, like, my, or that hippo than my actual best friend. Well, you know now with all the the um, amiibo expansions, you can get it, villagers to move back into your town. Are you kidding me? I am not. Uh, so, what is it? The the regular amiibo cards. They will. Uh, you you have to either update your game if you bought the new leaf a while ago, or when you buy new leaf now, it comes with the expansion. You get the little RV park. Okay. And uh, you what is it? You use the regular amiibo cards. Will bring them to your campsite, I think. And then you can invite okay. them to move in from there. And then uh, the new, the fancy amiibo cards, like the welcome amiibo ones, where they're in a little RV, they'll come and, and visit your your town in a little RV. And uh, you can buy special furniture from them, and then also ask them to move into your town. So okay, I have a question. <laughs> yes. So let's say Rocco, Rocco and I have had multiple birthdays together. We've given each other presents and like we have a catchphrase that we say. Uh -huh. If Rocco moves away because oh. I haven't been in my town for a while, when he comes back, will he be the same Rocco? I don't know. <laughs> he might not be. Okay. I think I'd prefer not to know. Okay. Yeah. Just I think I'm just not going to turn it on. Him the way he was? Yes. I want to remember him as yeah. a hippo wearing a construction tank themed onesie. Mm -hmm. And I don't need to know more than that. Yeah, that could be heartbreaking. Oh, Ooh, I don't. Okay, well, I can't wait to have my heart mashed to pieces. Yeah, absolutely. Just don't, Alex. Just don't ever stop playing. Yeah. Play every day. Play oh, every day forever. Yeah. That and then nothing bad will happen to you. Great. Did they put that in the game manual? Yep. Play every day forever. Yep. This is the the only way. I I think I played every day for like two years. Um. Me too. Yeah. Me too. And now. And I would play with my my meat space friends too. You know, mm -hmm. they would like. They would come to my town and we would like do the island activities and Yay. get the rare bugs and stuff. Yeah. Oh, see, I think that's why I went with the other game instead of a Animal Crossing because I'm worried that I won't enjoy it because all of my friends who are playing it are like done with it now. Um, like I should have gotten it at the time. I think it's know? it's a more contemplative, fun single player yeah. experience. Like the multiplayer is a bonus, but it's not necessary. Yeah, I did the multiplayer okay. a little bit when we first got them, but um. But yeah, I enjoy playing by myself. And there's a lot of stuff with the expansion now, too, that, like, there's so much stuff to do alone. But if you do want to play with people, let me know, because you can play over the internet, so. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. I'll send you my, like, friend code or yeah. whatever when I get it. Yay. We'll go have it an <laughs> island adventure. 
<laughs> Island adventure. All right, maybe I'll go check out and see what happened to Gotham. And maybe it's become like actual Gotham since I left it. Yeah, I don't think they leave. I don't think they leave uh, if you haven't checked in. Like, they'll say, oh, so-and-so is thinking about moving away and you can stop them. Like, I don't think they disappear on you. Okay. I think. Okay, all right. Like, all right. They well, haven't you done guys it to have inspired me, yet, me. so... I might okay, go so check my house out. Next next episode, we're all going to check in about like how our towns are doing, right? Yes, yeah, that'll, that'll be the next back. segment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Oh okay, well, I feel like we've been on like what we are up to and doing. Um, oh, except for like the role-playing games. What are y'all playing lately? Oh, man. Um, I have not played nearly as many like role-playing games yet this year as I would like to. Um, just out of uh, time things uh is this just tabletop or are we doing video games or like what's the um, oh uh yeah i mean well i feel like we already talked about video games <laughs> okay yeah unless yeah. something else is like burning that you must talk Your about life. yeah um like i played a little bit headspace with some folks um but we just haven't been able to meet up recently enough so we played like a couple sessions of that but i think that's it like this year which is <laughs> it's almost like you're in your last year of uh of i want to say university but sometimes americans laugh when i say university <laughs> i got you is that not the word okay cool good yes yeah exactly so like i played a bunch of games at what what was february dreamation and that's mm. that's about it <laughs> i bought some games at dreamation that was fun but i haven't played them mm. The promise of future games. What about you, Prank? What have you been gaming with? Oh man, I've been so I've been playing a lot recently because I have to select new systems for adventure. Oh. Um, and so in the last like three months, I have played a system called um, Pokemon Pen and Paper, which was for the Pokemon show. Mm -hmm. And then I um, played a hack of Savage Worlds for the Harry Potter show. And last night I played um, Fate for the Magic School Bus. Um, oh. And so I played three different systems uh, recently, and, like, the Pokemon Pen and Paper one is not a good system. It's, like, okay. it's easy to pick up, but it just – they haven't thought enough about thresholds to hit and stuff like that, so actual battles take for friggin' ever. And because Pokemon battles are exceedingly simple, it's just, like, call out attack, tell if it misses, move on. There's not – it's not very dynamic. Mm. Um, so I wouldn't recommend that one, but it was – it served our purposes for the actual show because we were just trying to simulate the anime, which is pretty simple. Um, and then Savage Worlds uh, is, is Savage Worlds. It's relatively flexible and powerful, and I, I've played that one for a while. But uh, And last night, we tried to play Fate for Magic School Bus, and Magic School Bus is so outlandish and weird that, like, I'm not sure there is a system that fits for it. Uh, yeah. It, like... I, if I were to do um, that session again, I would have had I would have had us play Dread because Liz's version of Miss Frizzle was like a slasher movie character, and it was honestly terrifying. Like she wrote these like bits of dialogue down in advance, some of which were rhyming and some of which were sing song, and it was very saw. Oh god! And like like it was it was terrifying. So I think wow. I think probably the next time I do something like this and have Liz on the show, um, I'm gonna play Dread because she was she scared the crap out of me. <laughs> That's extremely good. I'm excited for that. It was uh, very weird. I got to do a bunch of LARPing recently. Mm -hmm. um, my friend Jay invited a bunch of people over to have like a LARP day. And uh, we got to play his game called Strange Gravity, which Ooh. is this like Star Trek simulator, basically. Oh, cool. Also an introduction to like the freeform style of LARPing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, at the setup, you have, there's basically a bunch of character cards, and you you get three, and you kind of, like, mix and match them. So mm-hmm. you're, like, uh, um, you know, uh, a empathic android medical officer or whatever right you like you have like three things oh cool um yeah Little so like the it, cypher system intro thing yeah yeah mm-hmm. exactly um so so you kind of figure those out um so you have a role and then you have like two traits and all of the traits are things that you would like find in like star trek or firefly or some kind of other like spacefaring adventure show mm-hmm. um and it's fun because at the start you have like a conversation about tone and so we're like okay, do we want to do, like, the original series or do we want want to, like, aim for Next Generation? Mm-hmm. Or is this just, like, totally, like, Voyager, like, action? <laughs> okay. What uh, did you guys so end we, up doing? We tried to do Next Generation okay. mm-hmm. and then all of the humor came out in these, like, really um, the original series ways. <laughs> I, think, I think the system wants to be original series that if you go for that, it just gets, like, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you should just, like, try to be as serious as possible. And the humor of it will absolutely just, like, blossom out like a flower. Like, it just can't be stopped. It cannot be tamed. That sounds awesome. Uh, so how, uh, since it's a LARP, like, did you guys all just set up chairs like you were on a command ship? Or, like, what did you guys do? Yeah, so that's, like, actually a part of the setup is you set up the furniture in the room as your bridge. Mm-hmm. And as you're doing that, you're deciding, like, who your characters are, right? Because the pilot gets to determine, like, here's where here's where my like area is and i have this and that and oh, it's cool. over here and it looks like that this. sounds like so much fun yeah yeah it's really cool and so eat so your role in the show like your character role whether it's captain first officer science officer pilot helmsman yeah officer, yeah mm-hmm. yeah whatever so you get these roles and they also determine what role you have as a player so like the first officer says who is in a scene and where it takes place oh, wow and, yeah yeah so they set and cut scenes and the like, um, the counselor, for example, um, is able to state relationships between people. So you can get into a scene with someone, and then the counselor is just like your ex. Oh my god! Uh, your siblings. That's you the best. Are both grown in the same tubes, or you know, you're both survivors of a Borg thing oh. or whatever. Oh my god! It's it's super. It's just like brilliant. It's really fun. It's so easy to jump into. Um, his oh my gosh. He invited his parents to LARP day, <gasps> and they're like big D and D players. Like they've been playing D and D as a family since he, my friend was like ten, Cute. Um, yeah. as, which is the best thing in the world. But they had never LARPed before, and so we played another game. Um, we we and then we played Strange Gravity, and it was their second LARP, and they were awesome and so good, and they like totally ran with it. Mm-hmm. It was terrific. Everybody go game with your parents and play Strange Gravity. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's it's a really nice introduction to LARPing in general and to like the style of like not being in character for the entirety of the thing, but rather having like doing a series of scenes and everyone deciding, okay, let's have a scene where you two do this or Mm -hmm. I want to see the scene where you two finally start talking about this or I haven't seen these two characters in a scene before. Oh, maybe they could be here. Okay, cool. Run with that. Um yeah, it's it's a really 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 smart design. I'm I'm totally in love with it. I like That's that. very cool. I I really like the um the tone conversation at the beginning too. Like it it sounds like yes. that's something that could easily be added to a lot of other games to like mm-hmm. uh, help some issues, you know? Like Yeah, I... and and you have like a halfway through conversation as well mm. that's like Ooh. oh hey everybody, how do we feel like the story's going? Mm-hmm. Where do you like want it to go? 
And that's a great opportunity. Like, the first time I played this game, I was like, I was the ship's... I was like a preacher or something, but I'd chosen a weird combination and I just felt like weird. So I was like, guys, I just... I don't feel like my character is really like involved. I don't feel like I'm connected to other people. Mm -hmm. And so then in the second half, we were just like, oh, yeah, you can have this relationship. We're like, yeah, you should be in this scene. And it, so how like, long is the game? Got better. Um, it plays out in like two to four hours. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So short for a LARP, I guess. I'm in love with the idea of like picking a class, but then also picking a story function yeah. for that class. Yeah. And they, they work together perfectly because you can like... Uh, like the captain decides who goes on away missions and like half of your scenes are away missions. And so you have that power as player and character. So you can just like do, say it in character in the middle of a scene, be like you, you and you get to the whatever and go do this. And it makes sense and it totally works. That's so good. Yeah. Wow. I already want to start thinking about ways to hack that for other things. That's <laughs> so good. Oh, wow. Dude, get the game and like read it. And I will. And I definitely it. will. What's it called again? Uh, Strange Gravity? Strange Gravity. It's on drive through um, Okay, cool. Have you, have you LARPed before, Pranks? I have a little bit, minorly. Mm -hmm. um, I have not done... I've not been to any organized LARP cons or anything, but um, mm -hmm. it's something that I'm interested in doing um, more of. Excellent. <laughs> Next time we're together, we will LARP. Awesome. Well, that'll be Gen Con, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, it'll be hard to find time at Gen Con, but yeah. maybe the time after that. <laughs> okay, sounds good. <laughs> oh, yes. Alex will make sure everybody LARPs. Yeah. If I like you, then I have to LARP with you. Yeah. It's, it's, you know. What a curse. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> the worst. Um. <clears throat> Are either of you going to Origins? Uh, when is Origins? In June. No. Uh, probably not. Unfortunately, my next big trip has to be Gen Con. I kind of spent a lot of money on Celebration this year, so I have to oh, yeah. <laughs> save money. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, my gosh. Your pictures from Celebration were just uniformly amazing so and good. baffling. Yeah. It was it was a very weird and delightful experience in a lot of ways. But yeah, yeah. it's always weird to go somewhere where everybody is into a thing as you, because um, yeah. you don't in civilian life encounter that very often. And so everybody there was like us, and it was That's very strange. I went to the Star Trek convention once in Las Vegas, and it was mm -hmm. so weird and so cool. Like, yeah, that amazing. would be intense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Like, it sounds like Celebration takes over, like, most of Orlando. Yes. That's, that is incredible. The city was bursting at the seams to handle these nerds. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Oh <laughs> I'm so glad all of you got to go this year, too. That's cool. Yeah, it was yeah, so nice. Amazing. And we, like, detoxed in, like, the hot tub after and everything and, like, did our stupid, goofy debrief stuff and, mm -hmm. like, you know, mm -hmm. just drank and, like, ate food and like squabbled over what to do and it was great it was like it was a nice family vacation oh <laughs> uh, oh that's so good um but yeah uh, what are do we do knowledge things now mm -hmm. knowledge i don't like know. i know on first watch they do knowledge something and then they i don't know if we've ever successfully done a knowledge anything like we just kind of knowledge ramble. check what is it like we don't have knowledge <laughs> we're we're the second watch we're very groggy like yeah, exactly. <laughs> the idea, we, we should really do this this cast like the second that we wake up to just get that pure like i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> um sleep noises um let's talk about things that we're excited about for the future oh yeah yeah um 
Hmm. Who would like to go first? Um, are you are you doing Origins? Is that why? I yeah, I okay. am. This is my first time doing it, oh, wow. and uh, I'm told by many people that I will really like it. I'm going because Pelgrane has a booth, so I got a booth. Nice. Um, I've also never worked a booth at a con before, so I'm like actually really nervous about it. Hmm. <laughs> I'm realizing right now. Yeah, I'm really nervous about that, which is funny. Like I've done. Like I was, uh, I helped organize and host at Games on Demand last year at Gen Con, and like I've done lots of things at lots of cons, but I've never been like a purveyor of goods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Are Are you nervous about like just having to interact with so many people like nonstop or like? Mm... Oh no, I love interacting okay. with, with like anyone, strangers. That's what windows. I thought. So, like. That part's fine. I just like I'm like oh I don't know. Is I'll have like a job to do mm-hmm. and uh, I, like I haven't even worked that much retail in my life oh, either. Like okay. I feel like I have like no backing in this. So I'm mm-hmm. and also like I'm not that like Pelgrane has a huge like product catalog mm-hmm. and I'm not super familiar with all of it. I know some of it really well and some of it like barely at all. Yeah. Um. So the nice thing is we'll be uh that'll be pretty much the first place that we have our reprint of hashtag feminism. Oh nice. So. I'm just going to be like madly, excitedly talking about that everywhere all the time. Uh, and then when people ask me stuff about like, I don't know, 13th age, I'll be like, ah. <laughs> it's some nerd stuff. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> are, are you going to be the only one at the booth? Oh, no. Okay. No. Yeah. It's gonna be, so I, it's gonna be I feel like that's pretty normal then of retail, especially if you go into a larger store is like any any given employee is going to know like some of the stuff real well and some of the stuff less well and so they'll say oh go talk to this guy you know so i think that's okay it's a good opportunity to like really get to know some systems though mm-hmm. and we also mm-hmm. just released um cthulhu confidential which is like this two player noirish game mm-hmm. that like i'm actually really excited about because pretty much everyone who i've seen tweeting about it is playing it with their spouse Oh, and I'm like, that's very good. Yeah, like a lot of like a ton of people are either like, I'm playing this with my husband or my wife who like doesn't necessarily want to join my group but is really interested in gaming. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, this is a very good product to exist then. Interesting. So I've been like all digging into that and getting super into that, and I just I love two player games in general. I would love to pick your brain on two player games at some point because. Um... James and I are going to run this for adventure. We're going to be simulating this show called The Grinder, uh, oh which is a Rob Lowe vehicle in which Rob Lowe thinks he's a lawyer because he played a lawyer on TV. Um, and I would love to find a good system for me and James just to do that, um, if you have wow. any ideas. Well, okay. Hook me up. I would have to become more familiar with the source material. Um, but yeah, there's... So imagine if on... Do you watch Community? Uh, I saw like one season of it. Okay, so imagine if Jeff and Abed were the same person, but were actually able to warp reality around themselves. That's a... Man, Rob Lowe is in some wild-ass shit. I know, he's so weird. Like, there's, like, he's like, oh, like, you know, standard comedy men. But Mm -hmm. then if you actually look at the premises of all of his films, like, they're just really kind of trippy. They're bizarre, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't have to be as interesting as he is, given the way the kind of roles he gets, but he chooses to, so. (laughs) It sounds like you have a lot of um, professional respect and admiration for Rob Lowe. You know, the reason I became a lawyer is Rob Lowe's character on The West Wing, (laughs) so there's a lot of residual (laughs) respect there. So. (laughs) Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, let me think about that because I I'm I'm really really into two player games. Awesome. Uh, I will think on that. Hey, there you go. I have knowledge. Yeah. There we go. Knowledge two player games. Yeah. Absolutely. Hooray. Um, <laughs> what are you excited about, Meg? Um. Oh boy, I'm I'm excited to I guess kind of start having a life again. Um, <laughs> so that's that's pretty cool. And then excited slash terrified slash excited again about um, getting like whatever comes next. I guess like I'm I'm in that that state of like updating my resume and putting reels <laughs> together and like hopefully finally getting a job in the industry that I like a lot. So um, I'm excited to see how that turns out. So. Good on you. That's really cool. It is, and it's really hard. Yeah, like to, like doing what you like are genuinely passionate about is like genuinely harder than doing something you don't care about. Like yeah. it, it really is. It takes so much. I'm so proud of you, man. Oh, thanks, guys. You're gonna be great. <laughs> yeah. Yay. So, <sighs> what about you, pranks? What are you looking for? Or oh, sorry, yeah, no, that's that's on. where I was going next. It's, it's like let's let's okay. look at pranks. Everybody, look over there. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone look in a different direction. Uh, gosh, uh, and we already talked about launching adventure, which um, I'm very excited about. And it's something that's very, uh, it's it's new every single time, you know, because in order to make an adventure episode work, I have to watch a decent amount of whatever it is uh, I'm about to simulate. So like for the Magic School Bus, I just like injected like six hours of Magic School Bus into my veins like mm-hmm. yesterday before we ran it. Um, for Harry Potter, I read all of book five again and then like spent way too much time on like Harry Potter fan fiction forums. Um, and when we were doing Pokemon, the Pokemon game had just come out. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, so I'm excited about like whatever is next on the horizon. I haven't picked a setting for it next, but if it's like, if it's like Avatar, I get to watch Avatar again, you know, like, and, and I'm I'm excited about that. Um, and then Star Wars wise, this isn't even really something that I'm doing, but I'm really stoked about the job Palomi's doing with Never Tell Me the Blogs. Like, she's just so the other show that I'm on, Never Tell Me the Pods, has uh, a publishing arm where we like let people come in and write essays, and we try to look for people who are not the standard person you'd find writing columns about Star Wars on other websites. And so mm. the re- uh, recently we got a column for a person who's like a young mom writing about moms in Star Wars, and it's fantastic, you know? Oh, wow. And like, that that's like really cool to me because it's something that I would never be able to, like, no matter how much I learn about Star Wars, I'll never be a young mom in Star Wars. Um, mm. So those kinds of experiences are just really, really... Uh, charging my batteries right now um so i'm very excited about that that's cool P- awesome. palomi is the coolest person Can I, I just she is the coolest person there. like she's amazing yes, she's amazing she's just yeah she's an ethereal being yeah <laughs> it's incredible <laughs> pretty good pretty damn good mm. oh i also watched um i watched the toy box finally got around to watching the toy box and it was very bizarre to see james and Kata network TV. i need to do oh, that man. Uh, I don't know if there's a way for me to do that without doing crime. I think. Uh, well, do they go up on the of crimes on the on the? It's on Hulu. Is it on? Okay, and I know, I, guys, guys, I live in Canada. Right. That's why I'm trying to think. We have like two streaming channels, and there's nothing on them. <laughs> what is it? ABC? Like, is it on their website yeah. at some point? Uh, maybe. It's the second to last episode of season one of the Toy Box. I'm looking at it right now, okay. Alex. Hang on. Because um, I know a lot of that stuff is locked, and then you have to, like, prove that you buy cable, and it's like, no, the entire reason that I'm watching this on the internet is because I don't buy cable. What are you doing to me? Yeah. Yeah. Alex, I would just <laughs> honestly. <laughs> I mean, hopefully we'll edit this out, because I'm a lawyer, so I can't really be on record saying I would do a crime, but... 
That's fair. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. God, beeps are funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never bleep anything on backstory. Yeah. I wonder if I should. No. Do you guys all do swears too? Yeah, I do swears on I adventure swears. as well. Um, yeah. I, I would find it very challenging not to do swears. And especially to like ask my... Like I are, I do so much work to like help to it to empower my like guests to feel comfortable and at ease and to like open up mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. any sort of like don't do this I I'm I'm really really like super hesitant to to do that and I almost feel it's a little bit weirder to bleep it in if you're not expecting it in some of these shows you know like mm-hmm. uh, I I spend enough time around James and Cat now. And have listened to enough campaign that, like, I naturally sometimes just say Criff and Sith and Vape uh, <laughs> instead of swearing. But, like, on my own show, on Adventure, I would never... I don't think I would ever bleep, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, if it's something deeply offensive they're saying, I'm just going to cut it out, you know? Yeah, like, if someone said something really awful, I just wouldn't have it. Or, or yeah. maybe it would be, like, a learning moment to be like, that wasn't cool. Yeah. And I have had people on my show be like, can you take that... That thing that I just said was really bad. Can you take that out? Mm-hmm. Can I take that out? Yeah. Here's a question for you guys. Like, what age group do you think your shows are aimed at? Oh, my gosh. Um, I mean, like, Megan? kids could listen to mine, I think. Like, I'm trying to think back, and I don't I don't bleep anything, but I don't think we swear all that often either. Like, mm-hmm. most, most shows are pretty clean. Um, I don't know if kids would enjoy it. Like, mo- like I don't know. Um just if it would be boring for them uh but it's not made for them so i guess um i guess just all adults i don't know <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> my show is an adult program yeah. it's adults only <laughs> uh, i mean i don't know like uh, the thing is we talk about sex so much on my show that i can see a parent not wanting to but also like Mm. I think children should have more access to that information. So I'm not going to say it's not for kids. Yeah. Um, like I, I really, I, I, I think my show's for everyone. And in fact, like something that I've been working, well, I've been thinking about a lot is that like, I would like to have more older people on the show. Mm-hmm. Like I would like to have more people who are older than me. Um, cause I know that like the people who are around me and who I listen to often are like around my age. Um, and especially like older women, because I feel like we don't hear a ton from them in gaming, mm. like women over 40. We just, there's not really enough of that voice. Yeah. Um, and I also think of like, like, I think like, I know a lot of the people that I, like, I wonder, actually, I, I wonder about like age. Um, and like, would people watch, like, listen to this with their parents or like, Mm -hmm. would my, like, would my dad understand this show or like find it entertaining or like, yeah. I I ask because, um, so the magic school bus show last night, we had originally intended on being uh, something that was educational about vaccines. Right. And so I thought to some extent, maybe this is one of the episodes that we can aim at children. And then (laughs) things just took such a turn that I was like, I would never, like, I don't want to give my kid nightmares, and I don't want other kids to have nightmares, but, like, this version of the Frizz is, like, a demon from hell, and, like, <laughs> you can't, you should not play this for children, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it it's in a weird, adventure's in a weird space, because I'm aiming at TV shows growing up that I watched when I was a child, but we're approaching them, playing them as adults, so, like, you can make a, like, BDSM joke with, uh, with James and Jesse, 
mm-hmm. now as we do in our current show, but like that that automatically takes it out of the realm of being a kid's show, even though we're simulating something that's pretty juvenile, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was curious what you guys thought in terms of like where you're pitching your shows. Yeah, I, I really wasn't consciously pitching it at any particular demographic other outside of, I guess, people who are interested in tinkering with games. So whatever age that person happens to be, fine. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, and it sounds like with Adventure too, like um, as you were explaining it, I think what I always get nervous about with like, oh, revisiting things from our past, but we're adults now is... Is is I get a little nervous that it's going to be like it's adult just for the sake of being adult, which it sounds like, like grim and gritty and stupid. Yeah, yeah, but I but like I trust you and I know you and I know that 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 is not your intention. And it sounds like yeah, those aren't the jokes that you're making. You're just making the jokes that you would make about anything else. Yeah, I don't think I could pull off grim and gritty if I tried. No, it's so. <laughs> not me. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, and so. I, I also think that trying to like trying to say like oh, you know, this show, but, like, messed up and weird. Mm-hmm. Like, everything you liked as a child was, like, probably deeply frightening on some level. Sure, um, yeah. And and baffling to those older <laughs> than you. And so, you know, that's fine. Like, Miss Frizzle is a terrifying person. Yeah. And there's so much body horror. Into... Yeah, yeah. She takes children onto these, like, like deadly adventures mm-hmm. and, like, is super chill with it. And they, like, go inside their classmates' body like and the children are scared oh yeah during yeah, that well the... <laughs> <laughs> like, rightly because their lives yes. are in danger yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're being perfectly rational when they're like no stop i want to be home i i should have stayed home today like mm-hmm. yes yeah. you should have you're going into ralphie's nose that's weird <laughs> that's bad to do yeah and and i guess my final thought on this is that i Children and especially teenagers are so much more sophisticated than they ever get credit for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, especially, I feel like teenagers today um, are exposed to so much and can filter so much and mm-hmm. like handle so much that like people of an older generation probably couldn't have at that age. That I just I'm not worried about anybody. Um, certainly, getting at my show or any of our shows. Oh sure. Yeah, I think if mm-hmm. any of them, if if they appeal to you, then awesome. Listen to them. Like, yeah. Um, Wouldn't it be so fun to get like a a letter from an outraged parent? Oh my god, <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, I was just listening to um an interview with TLC uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm oh hey, that's an exciting thing. I'm writing a like a stretch goal thing. If the uh, damn the man save the music Kickstarter does well, Ooh. which I imagine it definitely will yeah. oh we're doing that we're doing that this weekend oh that's oh, right oh my gosh so- oh you're playing okay. in that oh i'm so excited yeah, I'm in the- that's really exciting because it's gonna be totally awesome and hannah's brilliant she's so cool um i know right uh, so um so yeah so i was uh she was like oh yeah right like this imaginary 90s music band and i was like cool no problem and then i was like oh wait i don't like 90s music like, <laughs> pretty much at all all right and so i had this like terror but then i remembered the good 90s music which is 90s women's hip-hop mm-hmm. uh, and so i'm i've made this band that's like sort of a combination of tlc and salt and pepper if oh, yes. missy elliott was in it oh my god that's so um, good yeah so i'm really really excited and so i've been doing all this research so i've just been like listening to extremely good um 
raps. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, I watched this interview. Anyway, to bring it around, I watched this interview with TLC mm-hmm. where they talked about early on in their career, they got all these letters from parents and like half of them were like, um, you, you know, you should be ashamed of what you're doing up there. You're wearing, you know, revealing clothing, clothing and rapping about sex at your age and this is appalling. And the other half of them were like, Thank you for being so open about like safe sex. I feel like I can talk to my kids about this stuff because of you. You're like oh. such a r- wonderful oh, so role good. model to my kids. And so I I think it left I Lopez was just like, yeah. So I'm just gonna be me and <laughs> like I am just so done with trying to be a role model. I think like the only way that you can successfully model anything is by actually just doing you. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's great. All right, but if you ever do get an email from an angry parent, I want to see it. Please share. Oh, Please put it in the Slack. That would be awesome. Oh, oh, I like. I would. I would remove identifying information, and then I would like tweet it and like post it and like. Good. Nice. Okay. It would be the highlight of my career. <laughs> you haven't made it until parents are mad at you. Yeah, like and like. I want it to be like strongly worded disapproval. Like if like because someone coming to me with like genuine criticism would be like you know cause for like addressing it mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. responding positively to it. But you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that concerned mom mm-hmm. style. Like that's you want the want. like crusty old principal to write you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want someone to be appalled. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> random encounters. Okay, so I grabbed uh, the Warren. By Marshall Miller. Excellent. Um, which is the Watership Down powered by the Apocalypse role playing game. Oh, that's so awesome. It's very good. Okay, so one, two. Okay, so uh, just pick a number between one and six. Four. Four. Okay. Okay, so your threat is hunters. Pick a number, one, another number between one and six. Uh, two. Okay, youthful hunters. Oh, God. One more. The one youths. more between one and six. The youths. Mm. One more number. Mm. Five. <gasps> okay, so some youthful hunters set traps and snares. What do we do? Oh, and these are our classes, right? So we have to... S- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, wait. What's a bard bunny like? Oh, <laughs> oh a bard bunny A bard bunny's very inspiring. Oh, you know, no. like Fiverr. I think Fiverr is like a bard, right? Sure, yeah. Oh. Okay, yeah. Um... Oh, inspiring. Hmm. Megan, you're the fighter. Yeah. um, There's probably a lot of uh, getting caught because there's uh, rushing in and not looking because I am not a rogue. Um, (laughs) Okay. Megan rushes in and gets caught. I'm going to get trapped (laughs) by these teens. Oh, God. What are are Uh. traps laid by teens like? I want to. That's what I want to know. Oh, yeah. So it's like a shitty snare. It's like it's not like a good trap. It's one of those things that just like grabs you and you're like hanging from a tree uh-huh. so when you guys when you guys say youthful hunters i'm imagining incredibly pri- privileged like no- new england rich youths oh who go God. out into the woods and they buy a bunch of store-bought traps that they don't know how to yeah. use Oh, okay. and some of them are like still in the packaging <laughs> so like you might be rushing meg might be rushing in but a lot of these traps don't even trigger because <laughs> they're just like literally like some of them it's too hard to get rid of the clamshell packaging and all that stuff so they just like literally scatter these traps on the ground mm-hmm. and they're drinking a lot of beer and wandering around with shotguns oh oh i know what i'll do then um i'm uh i'm a, a magnificent charismatic uh bunny with long ears and i'm very noticeable mm-hmm. uh, that's a bunny bard and so i'm going to draw the drunken hunters towards their own traps. <gasps> 
Brilliant. And then when they get all uh, hurt and upset and messed up, we can flee. And while they're um, while while they're walking towards their traps, um, and they're moving towards those traps, and you've drawn their attention, I'm going to sneak up on them and steal their ammunition. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Perfect. I'm going to chew like through the their pockets and stuff like that, and make it so they're leaving all their ammunition on the ground. Excellent. Wonderful. And I I <laughs> can actually like pry these clamshells open, put my strength to good use. Uh-huh. So some more of these traps are actually uh, workable. I feel like we've neutralized the threat. I think so. I think the rabbit revolution is nigh. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I don't see James and Cat. What, what's so hard about this? You'd just be adorable it's, rabbits. It's, and it's super yeah. easy. Yeah, honestly. Be cute and excited. They spend like 20 minutes on this. We nailed it in like five minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, playing games is so wow. easy when you don't have a GM. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, heroes. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye, heroes. <laughs>